Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, he- hello everyone. Well, today, a huge welcome again to everyone at home online visiting with us today. And our prayer and hope today is that you receive something from God this morning. Can we just pray before we go any further here as well, but also at home too. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you are so good, so faithful, so gracious, Lord. And today, Lord, we want, to, we want to declare that you are the God of breakthrough. And Lord, this morning, we thank you for breaking through in so many lives, in so many circumstances, in so many situations. And we bless you and we praise you this morning. We commit this short bit of time to you. We pray you speak to each of us by your Holy Spirit. And I pray today, God, that you are the chain breaker, that you are about to break chains and shackles and the things that are holding us back and holding us from all that you have. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Well, a huge thank you um, to so many people during the course of the week. Many, um, many um, um, sentiments of love um, towards my beautiful wife, Rachel, who had a sm- slight uh, mishap during the course of the week. And uh, God's always so good that uh, she came with us here on Tuesday morning, was down um, mowing the lawn, doing a, a part of the lawn that um, only the darest do. And she was down there mowing the lawn and was just about near the edge of it. And in her mind, she said to herself, I think I've nailed this. Well, it was about 30 seconds later as she was mowing the lawn that she actually received a nail in her foot and through to her bone. And uh, we were quite concerned about that. Tom at nine o'clock, I think, rang the uh, rang the triple um, zero and got the ambulance. And we're down the back there with Rach. And I tell you what, my wife's a lot tougher than I am. I am just, my pain tolerance is nothing compared to hers. But I could see that she was in a lot of pain. I mean, she, there was a lot, of, uh, a lot of stuff going on. So we got to about 20 past nine and I started to get a little bit uptight and a little bit upset. So I got on, I said uh, to Tom, I said, Tom, get back on the phone ring up triple zero again and see what's going on. So Tom's on the phone talking to them um, uh, wherever it is in, in the state and I'm getting even more anxious thinking about Rachel and the way that she is. So I get on the phone and I think I'll ring a good friend of mine, Rob Shaw, who is an ambulance officer and probably uh, a lot of other things as well. But I'm on the phone talking to Rob just up here near the 7-Eleven. I'm saying, Rob, Look, um, normally, how long does it take for an ambulance to arrive? He said, well, it just depends, Shane. I said, oh, well, how long do you think it should be? He said, well, look, we're just coming around the corner now. And in my mind, I thought it was Rob and Alison Shaw coming around the corner. But as I looked up, here's the ambulance. And Rob Shaw's here to treat my wife. I mean, God is so good all the time. Amen. So thanks to all the thoughts and all the prayers. Um, she's going really, really well. I'm calling her Hoppy at, Hoppy at home. Um, I got into trouble on Thursday morning or Friday morning. <clears throat> and we were talking with um, a pastor in the state. He said, how's your wife? I said, I've just moved the stool close to the bench, but it's still not close enough. Didn't go down too well, but we'll just move on from there. Today, I want to start by saying that whatever we're all facing, we're all going to come through this together that we were made for this season and that God has got our backs. We just have to keep looking up and keep trusting Him and that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that there is a mountain at the end of this valley that they're all walking through. And today, before I share a scripture, a verse of scripture, I just wanted to bring a, a bit of an update on the issue of vaccinating passports. Last week, Rachel and I released a, a statement about our stand on this, that we're wanting to give everybody enough time in order for us to all to be able to come together. And we said something in that, 
that um, um, press release, whatever you want to call it, that if we're not all together, then we're not together at all. And we just believe that with all of our heart. Well, during the course of the week on Thursday, um, I was able to meet with our national chairman and eight other pastors around New South Wales, across the state. And the overwhelming view is that we will not segregate our congregations, that the gospel is for everyone. Whether or not you're vaxxed or unvaxxed, we will not separate the congregations. And I really was so encouraged by hearing every other local pastor's thoughts across the state that we all have a very strong stand on this issue. And this morning, I don't want to mention names, but there was a report that was given by our national chairman that some of the heads of some of the largest denominations in Australia and of course across New South Wales, have been meeting with some of the New South Wales government ministers and it's not confirmed yet, but there's a lot of discussion around the fact that when we reach 80%, the 80% mark of being vaxxed across the state, that that's being proposed as a trigger point for more restrictions to be uh, eased, i.e. people can come to church whether or not they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. And I want to say this morning, though, this is where we need your help. This is where we need to all come together, because the truth is there are individuals um, in our parliament. There are individual members across across the, 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 the parliamentary field, the landscape that would like nothing more than potentially restrict the freedoms of the local church. And this is why I feel more than ever before as a collective of INC churches and leaders that we need to be vocal about our thoughts towards this issue today that we won't be segregated, we won't be separating those that are vaxxed and those that are unvaxxed in Jesus' name. We won't be doing that. I was so encouraged by Friday, our national executive have got on to um, putting together a press release for us and there's a number of ways that we can get involved. And I want to encourage you today, if there was ever a time for us to get some skin in the game, as a good friend of mine says, I believe now is the time to be able to do that. So, on October the 4th, we're going to have a, uh, uh, some resources available on our website. I said it was going to be this last week. But we've been waiting for what we've received now. But on October the 4th, on Monday, there'll be some information up on our website, um, an overview of some statements about the way that we're viewing vaccination passports uh, amongst the, the Christian faith, the Christian community, and also some ways in which you can let the local members know um, at, the, at the state level and also at the federal level, if you choose to as well, to communicate how we're feeling about the proposals that have been put to us over the last couple of weeks. So I really want to encourage us with that. We'll encourage you again next Sunday morning about that. But today I want to share a verse of Scripture um, that's been such a great encouragement to me over the last few weeks. It's been an absolute blessing. And who knows how good it is to encourage yourself in God in these seasons. I find the Word of God so encouraging. But I think about the journey that we've all been on. Um, I was talking with some friends this morning and during the week, months of not being together as families and with, uh, with our friends. And as a church, and when you look around, we see uncertainty everywhere. So many people are feeling uncertain. And, you know, I, I think about myself, I, I should be worried. I should be stressed. I should be anxious about the future. I should not be sleeping well over all of the maybes and over all the possibilities. Will people leave the church over our decisions? How will it all work? Masks and no singing. Will there be enough volunteers to open the church when we're ready to open again? What happens if there's another outbreak? Have I got what it takes to lead the church forward into this new world? Will we have enough resources to run the ministries? I mean, worry, worry, worry at every corner. But you know what? In the midst of all the uncertainty, 
I choose faith. I choose hope. I'm anchoring my soul on the goodness and the promises of our Heavenly Father. And what I see for us for this year and next year is that we have thrived through COVID, not just survived. That our church is growing, that people are being added to the local church, that people are being saved, that we're worshipping together and even doing some of those crazy Maverick City worship sets. Yes, definitely in the future we're doing some of those. Amen. I looked at our auditorium this morning and thought, wow, I can't wait for the day to carve out a, 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 a circle in the middle of the auditorium and to see people from every age and every background coming together to worship God. And in fact, maybe in the future, as we move in these next few weeks and months, we might be able to arrange something outdoor as well. I believe in our most difficult times, we can find hope and optimism and faith, even though we might be in a challenging season, because as one season begins, so too will it end. Listen to it again. As one season begins, so too will it end. And I believe we need to be getting ready for for the future. And I can't wait in the future to be telling you and standing up here and encourage you about dusting off your Sunday best. Amen. Whatever that might look like, dusting off your Sunday best, getting ready for church. And I'll be busy the week or two beforehand practicing the happy song. Amen. I'll be singing that with all of my heart, with all of my strength. And I can't wait for that. And I look forward to the near future in making that declaration as well about us opening up our doors again. So you might be thinking this morning, Shane, you're far too overwhelmingly optimistic Well, I want to say this morning, I've been feeding my soul and my spirit from a verse in the book of Proverbs. I want to read it to you this morning. It's such a profound and powerful verse of Scripture. It's in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through to 6. And this is for us in this season and in every season, but in particular this one. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and he shall direct your path. I love that verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I've observed over the years, and I've seen too many people stop trusting God. And for many of them, it's been on the very dawn of the breakthrough that God has had for them. And as God's people, in the season that we find our season, our season that we're in and every season ahead, let's make sure that we are and become the people of Proverbs chapter 3, where we trust in the Lord with all your heart. What does it mean to trust in the Lord with all your heart? Well, the word trust is defined as to be confident in, be secure, to be bold, to hope in. I love that there, to trust, to be confident, to be secure, to be bold, to hope in. I think of David as he stood before Goliath. I think of that young shepherd boy at 15 or 16 years of age. I mean, he was only a boy. He wasn't skilled at war, but what he had going for them, for him and what we need to get going for us as well in this season is that David knew what it meant to trust God. Amen. He knew what it meant to stand firm in God. And he was showing that even in the midst of facing huge obstacles, if we trust God, nothing, nothing, nothing can hold us back from the purposes of God. I believe that with all of my heart. And today I want to say that we need to trust Him even when we can't see Him. That we need to trust Him even when we can't feel Him. I choose to trust Him even when we may feel weak. We're trusting that as we face the obstacle, God is going before us. God is giving us the victory as we put our trust in Him. Trust in the Lord 
I love it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Listen, some of the encouragements of Scripture, two that come out of the Word of God for those that choose to trust Him, to be bold, to put our encouragement and our faith and our hope in. In 2 Samuel chapter 22, it says, As for God, His way is perfect. The Word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all those who trust Him. What is God to those who trust in Him? A shield to those who trust in Him. Or Psalm chapter 37, it says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Amen. I want to ask you the question, tell me, when has He let you down? Honestly, I've been walking with God for quite a while. There's been times when I've not fully understood, but I cannot remember a time where God has let me down. And if you were to take the time to reflect on that as well, you would see that God has never let us down. When has He not answered your prayers in His way and in His time? God always answers our prayers, but it's not always the way that we feel that it should be answered. And I feel this morning to say to some people this morning, you've got to get your hand off the wheel and stop trying to control everything and trust God. Settle in your mind, God is for me and He's going before me. So first thought this morning, what do we need to do? Trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And then the next bit, listen to this. Lean not on your own understanding. We need to stop trying to work everything out and lean on God. Lean on His wisdom. Lean on the Word and fully obey what He asks us, even when it makes no sense. Think of it this morning. March around a fortified city for six days and then on the seventh day, give a big shout. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense to our natural mind. What about this? Move from Newcastle and relocate to Shell Harbour. Leave 17 years of community behind. It doesn't make sense. But I want to share this scripture with you out of Isaiah. Because God's ways are higher than our ways. We're not meant to lean on our own understanding of what should happen. But we're meant to lean on the wisdom of God. It says this in Isaiah 55. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than yours. We don't don't, uh, lean on our wisdom, we lean on the wisdom of God. We need to lean on the Lord and stop trying to work it all out. I'm leaving that up to the Lord. I'm not called to work it all out. I'm called to simply obey Him and leave the rest up to God. Amen. What's God saying to you right now in this season? Are you obeying Him? Are you leaning on Him? Not leaning on your own wisdom or your own understanding of what you think should be taking place or not taking place, but trusting in the Lord and leaning on Him. Amen. Not leaning on our own understanding, but leaning on Him. So what do we do in this time? We trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We lean not on our own understanding, And then the next part of the verse says that we acknowledge Him in all of our ways. We acknowledge Him in all our decisions to make. Joshua challenges challenges them. They have two choices. They can either go back and serve the gods of their fathers or be like Joshua who said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We acknowledge God in our time, with our money, with our talents, in our homes, in all of our ways, some of our ways, but all of our ways. We trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We lean not on our own understanding. We acknowledge Him in all our ways. Amen. If you think I'm getting excited this morning, you're right, I am. Amen. This, this promise, this scripture is such a powerful thought. 
So we trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We lean not on our own understanding. We acknowledge Him in all of our ways. And this is the last thought out of this beautiful passage of Scripture this morning. And He will direct our paths. As we trust, as we lean, as we acknowledge Him, it says that He will direct our paths. If I trust in Him and lean on Him, acknowledge Him in my life, He directs my life. Listen to it this morning. I don't know about you, but I want God directing and leading my life. I want Him leading me and leading my family. I want to stay on the path that leads to life and the Father's blessing. And it all starts with trusting in God, trusting in the Lord, putting our faith and our hope in Him that He knows better and He will lead us and guide us and bring us to the victory that He's promised us in Jesus' name. Before we conclude This morning, there's a verse of Scripture that we know many of us would know this verse of Scripture. And I would expect that oftentimes we quote this Scripture as well. And it's such a powerful Scripture to quote. And I want to read it to you this morning. It says, And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to His purposes. We know that all things work together for good for those that love God and called according to His purposes. But I want to say what I'm learning in life is sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes we have to be patient. Sometimes we have to hang in there for that all things work together for good. Sometimes we've got to stretch our trust and our our faith and we've got to be willing to go the extra mile and the extra few yards in order to wait on God to see Him turn around the situations that we might be facing and enduring and going through. Because He is so faithful. And I believe with all of my heart, all things work together for good for those that love Him and are called according to His purposes. But you have to put your trust in the promise of God. You have to wait on God. We have to be patient in God. We have to stay connected to God. We have to allow our souls and our hearts to be anchored in the Word of God. And we need to praise God in every opportunity that we get. And as we do that, God's promises come to pass in our lives. Amen. I believe with all of my heart in the midst of all the craziness that's going on in and around the world that the greatest days of the church are still ahead of us in Jesus' name. That we have not seen, it hasn't entered into the the heart of man, the things that God has stored up for those that love Him. Amen. And if I could do anything this morning in this short few moments that we have together is that you continue to focus your attention and focus your trust on the one that loves you and knows what is best for you, even though you might be unsure about that or uncertain about that. He knows what your future is. And what we need to do is to continue to trust Him. Amen. I pray this morning, Father, for every situation, for every difficult thing that people are facing right now, I pray, Lord, that we would take our eyes off those things and we would firmly put them upon you. We, we trust you. You are trustworthy. You are faithful. You are unchanging. And we know, Lord, we might have to be a little bit more patient, but ultimately you will bring to pass your plan and your purpose for each of our lives because you love us so dearly and so intimately. Look, while every head's bowed and eyes closed, I have to ask the question this morning. Have you received Jesus as your Saviour? Do you trust Jesus as your Saviour? Have you put your life into the hands of our Saviour, Jesus Christ? Have you asked Him to forgive you of your sin, friends? 
Are you born again this morning? Have you received that salvation, that that life-changing grace that God offers through His Son, Jesus Christ? Well, today, friends, if you haven't, we'd love to lead you in a simple prayer this morning, a prayer we call of salvation. This is how we begin the journey of walking in a relationship with God and knowing God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Friends, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed this morning, if you are not right with God, if you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and your Saviour, or today you've fallen away, but you find yourself watching this uh, stream this morning, then can I encourage you right now, today is your day to open up your heart and simply pray this prayer. Pray it from your heart this morning and repeat these words after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on that cross so that my sins could be forgiven. Jesus, I ask you today to forgive me of my sins. I receive you today as my Saviour and as my Lord. Today, Lord Jesus, I commit my life to following you. I thank you today and I declare today that I'm a child of God. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Well, we want to so encourage you if you've prayed that prayer today. We'd also like to reach out to you as well. If you'd reach out to us firstly, we'd love you to do that. One of the greatest ways is to go to our website. There'll be a way for you to be able to fill out a red card or send an email to us. You do that. We will come back to you with some resources to help you in your walk with God. Amen. But that, my friends, without exception, is the greatest decision that you can ever make in your life and in your world. Amen. Amen. So just wanted to share with you this morning just two things before we finish Number one, firstly, the song of the week. We missed out on the song of the week last week, but we're coming back at you this week with the most profound song. It's called Wait On You. It should be up on the screen. And it's done by uh, two worship groups. One's called Elevation Worship and the other's Maverick City. Can I encourage you, um, as soon as you finish this morning, put that song on. I'm, I'm, um, I'm getting older and I've been to a lot of church services. I've been to a lot of conferences, I have never, ever experienced a more powerful worship set than you're going to experience as it goes for about 12 minutes time. It is the most profound moment of praise and worship. I sat with Rachel during the week because she couldn't do much else, of course, and we watched it together and we didn't share. And I'll finish with these couple of thoughts. But you look at the, the word praise, the word praise in the New Testament is defined as a virtuous course of thought, feeling and action, emotions. That's what praise is defined as. Then you look in the Old Testament and you see the word praise there. And one of the definitions of the word praise in the Old Testament is to act like a madman. Well, I want you to look at this, uh, these songs and just the way that these people just express their praise to God. And I just believe, God, that in the future we're going to do that as well as a church and experience some opportunities like that. As I do hand back to the team this morning, make sure the course of this week you go for a walk at least with two or three people. Let's continue to get out there. Let's continue to encourage each other as well and encourage those around us as we come to the near end of the journey that we're in at the moment. God bless you. Have the most amazing week in Jesus' name. Back over to Kim. Thank you, Kim.